Welcome to RevAmp, the revenue amplification podcast powered by DealHub.io. I'm your host, Gideon Thomas, and we will be speaking to some of the most exciting revenue leaders within the community. Sarah, welcome to the RevAmp podcast show. We are delighted to have you on board here today. And for those people at home who don't already know you, first of all, it's my pleasure to interview. But, but more importantly, perhaps you can introduce yourself, your role, and a little bit about your uh, your company, Blue Shift. Hi, Gideon. Pleasure to uh, be on your show here. Uh, Sarah Zargarian. I'm a senior director of go-to-market ops at Blue Shift. We are a smart hub CDP platform. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, we're in a marketing automation space. Um, typical type of use case you'll have is customers who are looking to maximize their um, outreach, whether it's email, uh, push, uh, segmentation through various channels in you know, outreach to their customer base. And we are, it's a B2C model. Mm-hmm. And they're looking to you know, optimize their efforts. A lot of it is around uh, revenue, right? And we're what we do is we help make sense of that data, bringing in from uh, various sources, uh, mm-hmm. scale their outreach, and provide them a platform where they can have uh, great visibility and insights to make better decisions, have recommendations. There's a AI layer to it. Um, in a sense, we empower our customers to have a better uh, marketing performance. That's awesome. And I understand your team and, and your sales org has been growing uh, over time. Uh, and hence the conversation today, which is out of that growth and that maturity, there's been a lot of positive learning that we can reflect on together. And I think more specifically, it's really the area of sales culture, both mm-hmm. building, creating, and, and maturing the right sales culture that supports the revenue operations I guess, goes to market strategy and KPIs. And, and ultimately, it's more than that. I think it's better if you probably frame it in your own words rather than mine. But why was it so important for you to affect the sales culture uh, in your role from, from kind of leadership top down? What was the key challenge or critical challenge that you, uh, that you faced that, that made you prioritize that? Great question. You know, for us, as you know, we've been growing from a sales team, literally the headcount. Um, you know, we're trying to achieve certain targets, obviously revenue targets, yep. and helping to scale um, the team and the company's uh, footprint you know, globally. And from a RevOps perspective, sales ops, RevOps, we are right in the middle of it, of everything. Um, anything that touches a customer, we, are, we see it. And from our perspective, from process to tooling, to being that liaison between marketing, finance, sales, sales engineers. Uh, we are in a position to truly not just communicate and let people know how things are going, but drive for change. Uh, because we are in that position to have multiple relationships with different leadership uh, roles. And for us, you know, it gives us the great opportunity um, to really help bring focus um, to those objectives. You know, we're not going to solve all the problems, but you're, dry, you're being a leader in driving for change, is that change management, and, and you know, helping to establish a, 
felt a culture. Again, it's not all on your own shoulders, but mm-hmm. um, because we're involved in working with different teams, we have a big, big impact on establishing good culture, the right mindset of taking on those challenges. Who are the key uh, stakeholders that you think share or partner in outside of the RevOps team who partner in creating that RevOps, uh, sorry, sales culture with you? Is that the VP of sales? Is that kind of HR and kind of employee experience? Uh, better I don't guess, better you tell me um, who you see as the key, the key strategic partners in, in shaping that. I would say, you know, sales leaders, definitely. Um, marketing leaders, uh, specifically around product marketing, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, leaders in finance, because um, they're the ones that are going to help you, uh, for example, with comp plans, getting right. the right tools um, for automating the compensation reports. Um, those three pillars really help drive the flexibility between the orgs of how well they're going to work together. Um, but also you're bringing in their knowledge, their expertise, and their inputs um, to have them aligned of, you know, towards those goals. A lot of times we find that everyone is saying pretty much the same thing, but in their own language, in a sales language versus a marketing language versus a finance language. And where RevOps comes in is we help, you know, cancel a lot of the noise, but also in a way translate what each person is trying to say and also deliver uh, the clear message to the other side of, okay, here's what they're trying to accomplish. Here's where the mutual interest lies. Here's where they can help you. And here's how you can help them. Um, and it's a, it's a dance in a way, but you definitely need those three uh, components of driving that change. So I'm going to ask you maybe a challenging question here is, I could switch out the job function of RevOps and I could place in this change management hole, I could put in maybe digital transformation or maybe even project management. There might be other functions that could facilitate that change management. What is it that makes it uniquely, what is the unique contribution that RevOps makes? Because I don't think it's just about people or even communication because those are skills that might exist outside of RevOps, but there must be something that RevOps uniquely has that makes them a key player in this change management process. In, in a nutshell, what would that be in your opinion? We are the Swiss army knife of the company. Um, it comes to go to market, right? We can take it very high level of understanding goals, objectives of our um, go to market strategy, tactics, methods, hiring, scaling, all the way down into the weeds, down to the floor of, you know, in the data uh, from engagement, uh, marketing to prospects, uh, from engagement of our sales to our to their leads to their prospects, mm-hmm. and even on the customer success side with our existing customers, we see everything. The understanding the data, knowing how information from the outside comes into our organization how it's relayed across various teams and it's sent back out to the customer puts us in the position to understand the entire business model from touching a prospect until they become a customer, from understanding the revenue impact to even the expenses of it. 
Um, the whole business uh, strategy, philosophy model, we see it and we have to, we naturally end up understanding it the, the best from a collective level than anyone else in the company. So that's a good answer. It's a great answer. And then I have another question that comes from that, which is when there's a dotted line straight to revenue, it's really, I think it's fair or easy to align people around a common goal. That, that makes sense. Are there any key change uh, management or sales culture uh, building characteristics which have a soft KPI or a non-direct uh, benefit? So you, you know that it needs to happen, but there is no direct dotted line to revenue. Are there any instances where, where that's a key part of the puzzle and something you can put your finger on? You know, where instances where it's for hiring the right people, uh, meaning let's say we want to help product marketing deliver the right message or the right training for our sales org with all the work product marketing is doing. It could be uh, market insights to battle cards to positioning. Yep. And you know that's where we look to hire or have a solid sales enablement leader mm-hmm. uh, and building an org around that. That is not you know, exactly you know, revenue number on it, but you're looking to improve the training, the communication and education to the sales org of improving their uh, you know, competitive readiness, right? To be able to, at the end of the day, go up against competition and win those deals. Mm-hmm. So those are some key type of impacts sales ops, rev ops can lead to help bridge the gap of being able to execute and win against the competition. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then, of course, what happens if you enter a company that's already fairly successful where change management and sales culture doesn't necessarily, in its own right, want to be changed? Naturally, if you're a salesperson, you're hitting quota or you're successful, perceived as successful, why change mm-hmm. a winning formula? How, how does that work? Have you ever experienced something like that? Uh, very few occasions, especially in the startup world. Uh, usually those type of successes are short-lived and then something, you know, you run out of runway. Um, for RevOps, sales ops, you're looking to stay innovative. And, you know, you hear this a lot. The moment you stop innovating, you start, it's a slow death for any company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Kodak story is an example of what they went through. Mm-hmm. And what, what we're trying to do is make sure that we're up to speed of at least knowing what the market is doing, which direction it's heading, um, you know, from a customer's wants and needs to also the new players that competitors are coming in. And if you're not paying attention and you're, you know, in a sense of part, that's part of your sales enablement and product marketing relationship of educating, at least educating your team of what's going on. It's not necessarily, or here's another slide and put it on your pitch. Uh, and when you're going, you know, presenting, it's more about the constant education and investment of awareness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's a, that's that's the foundation to coming up with, with the right changes and pivots as a company continues its path. Having a blind eye towards it and just say, "Hey, we're gonna just do what we do. We're everything is going great. Nothing's gonna happen." So, um, so what, what I'm describing here is it's a you know change that's gonna come. It's a change management that's inevitable. And how do you position yourselves as a company to 
be informed so that you know when to make that change and wh what is that change. Mm -hmm. And that's just a um, practice that you want to have in any company culture uh, and team, regardless of whether they're doing great and it's working or they're looking to improve. And the communication of that would be what bottom up you educate from rev ups, you educate top down to the C levels. How do you, uh, how do you roll out the communication of, of all of that? You know, it is a bottom up with a support and promotion aspect from the top down. Because mm -hmm. um, you want to have that support from the top to emphasize the importance of it and paint the a bigger picture of you know why we're doing this and how does that benefit everyone. And then you know from the bottom up is the details, the tactics, get in the feedback also from the top down of of the way we're gonna put this into practice and the way we're gonna communicate it, the cadence of it, mm -hmm. um, and how do we improve and measure the practice in itself over time. So it makes it more interesting and impactful for um, the audience. Understood. Now, as we look back on, on even just this conversation here today, are there any key questions that I should have asked you or could have asked you where you maybe uh, you had more, even more experience along this uh, topic and thread of sales culture uh, to share with us, with your fellow sales ops and rev ops professionals? Was there anything that I missed that you think we should have taken a look at? From a culture, you know, it's important when you're hiring sales leadership. Um, you know, not necessarily everyone needs to be of the same, cut from the same cloth, right. but people who are able to align uh, from a um, process, um, go-to-market strategy, metho methodology. So you're not, you're having a uniform, a very high level practice across the org. Um, but also the, what, it, what it does, it enables the sales reps uh, from the SDRs to the account executive to the senior account executive to be able to see a career path for themselves going from one org, one level to another. And having that healthy level of um, culture at the leadership level and having the type of alignment and having the, the right hires, I call it, that fit, that model that you want to deliver mm -hmm. is huge um, because you know, we want to grow the company, not just revenue-wise, but the people uh, and their career paths mm -hmm. through those phases uh, from as they're continuing to go from, a example, a commercial rep to an enterprise rep. And for them to see a cohesive relationship at the top between the various sales leadership is very, very important. And goes back to my, it's like when you hire and build a sales org, don't just look for that individual being great at what they do, is how does that fit with the culture and the mindset that you're trying to establish across the entire sales org and not just their team? And of course, you put that together and how they work with, you know, their biggest partners, of course, is marketing. It's funny, Saro, uh, just to kind of round things off, I remember when we spoke uh, prior, you shared with me one of your uh, kind of personal passions outside of work was that you're an avid gardener, that you take <laughs> plants at a, at a very kind of young or small level and, and you really invest in growing them up. And now I'm hearing you paralleling that in your professional career and I see a dotted line between the two. 
Basically, you're looking at that career path journey, that investment that people in the earlier stage and where you can help them get to and how that's part of the fabric of, of a healthy culture. I think, uh, by and large, I think there's a personality trait there in you that I can see being uh, applied in both your professional life and your personal life uh, in the investment that you make. And I think that that's a really great way to summarize or to round off even the conversation about the need and uh, the investment that, that needs to be made in, in a positive sales culture. It literally is, uh, to some degree, that willingness and openness of you to, to make that investment in people uh, as well as processes for the good of, for the greater good of all. So kind of, I commend you for that. First of all, well done. And, uh, and secondly, I'd like to thank you for, for all of your, uh, the experiences that you've shared here on the Revan podcast show today. I would encourage anybody that's been listening at home to um, reach out to you through the link below, connect with you on LinkedIn. And if they have any additional questions to go ahead and, and connect with, with you as a fellow RevOps leader and, uh, and, and use you as a resource to advance or grow or fill in their gaps. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you for myself and all of the RevAmp team over here. You've been a great guest and we look forward to your uh, continued growth and likewise Blue Shift and the rest of their journey. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on the show.